out of the three of you that are on the podcast today, which one of you was the best multi-sport athlete? Or is it best? Yeah. Let's go best. It's okay. kind of up for up for debates. Uh, Peter, well, now uh, I know. Let's start at you at the bottom. Besides now, me, now I'm not, not in the me. conversation. I'm not in the conversation. So. We, we I knew know. you were gonna say me, but I know. Well, now I know it's not me. Thanks a lot, <laughs> gang. Uh, I had five. We just played the varsity letter game, and now I feel terrible about myself. I have five. I have three in hockey and two in soccer. Um, I picked up soccer as a freshman in high school and played on two teams that came within a goal. No, because we lost in section semis both years. Never mind. I'm just going to be quiet now. How many okay. letters do you have, including your theater letters? And my student ambassador letter? Yeah. <laughs> and my and my student <laughs> ministry team letter? Yes. Like a billion? Yeah. So Nobody was cool. a better Eucharistic this minister than totally, me. It's a total change, isn't it? I mean, like, we couldn't letter in choir. I don't think that was a that thing was in Bemidji thing. when I was going up. Sports. Yeah, that wasn't an letters. option. I think it was in Minneapolis. Maybe not Bemidji. Although I, Minneapolis, yes. I actually got it, you know, uh, George Palala, who everyone knows is a great yeah. player. For, he was in the choir. Um, really? Yeah, George was nice. in the choir. So if George Plowa can be in the choir, it's... Uh, you were about five years younger than him? I was six years six younger. Six years yeah. younger than him? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Andy, uh, obviously this was to pump your tires. I've, this is Andy Brink, by the way. I, I admire uh, your athletic ability because we played the same sports and I could never have made the gopher uh, hockey team and you didn't even try to be on the gopher hockey team and you made the gophers which was a cool story go through that you went to your freshman year in florida came back and had the itch to play hockey and within two weeks or something like that you're on the team yeah it's just a long story but um i was a two-sport athlete in high school and loved both sports hockey and golf and and people don't think of Bemidji as maybe a, a great golf city but I when i was growing up in Bemidji, uh, golf was Really, the main sport is he, is he from there? Yeah, Bill Islson yeah, was yeah. everybody's One of the hero. Of all times. And, yeah, yeah, played on the PGA Tour and so on. He was a great hockey player. He played um, on the state champ or a state runner-up team to Edina in 1974. He was a defenseman on that team, Gary Sargent. Yes. Um, but so golf was really a big thing, and and um, we had great golf teams when I was up there, and, and had good hockey teams as well. But I originally went down to a school in Florida to play college golf, and I had uh, scholarship offers in hockey as well. But just my passion, or I just thought. I wanted to play golf instead, and uh, after spending a few weeks in southern Florida and just, you know. It wasn't quite Bemidji anymore. It was wasn't it? Bemidji, yeah, and I felt a little out of place and came back to the University of Minnesota and was fortunate enough to get to play both golf and hockey. And uh, But, you know, uh, I just went to a gopher hockey practice one day, and this was 1992. and um, Old Mariucci. Old Mariucci, and yep. I knew a bunch of the guys on the team, Charlie Wosley and Greg Zwachman and, Jesse Bertliot and Brian Bonin, and these are guys that I'd played high school hockey against. And I, I never looked out there saying, oh, geez, I'm better. And ever. I just thought, you know, if I, I, start, if I skate, I can um, get back out there and play. And, and fortunately, Doug Woogs had uh, come out and skate with us next week, and I started practicing with the team. They got a couple of injuries and uh, jumped in the lineup, and the rest is history. I think you told me a story about the like your first practice. You were totally out of shape because you hadn't played since you probably your section playoff loss well, right, in high school right it, uh, I or think no, the, maroon gold maroon, maroon and gold, gold. yeah it, i hadn't yeah. skated for nine months i hadn't put on hockey gear hadn't skated one time and uh i drove back to bemidji got my old high school hockey gear so it's blue and white and right and i show up to go for hockey practice wearing my bemidji lumberjack high school stuff these guys thought i was <laughs> the biggest idiot on earth like i was it was the most it was so embarrassing to be out there and um um, they had me skate the JV practice because there was a JV team in that 
uh, back in those days. And then, um, and then I skated the varsity practice, and the team had just got swept somewhere. I don't, re- I don't recall where they I got think swept. You said Michigan Tech. Yeah, and they, um, so they really skated the guys hard. It was kind of a punishment skate, and I did the skate, and Doug Woog skated up to me with maybe five minutes left in practice, and he goes, "Hey, so when's the last time you skated?" And I said, nine months ago." Yeah. And he was like, "Whoa!" He's like, "You sh- <laughs> you can get off the ice if yeah, you want." You're, you're dead. Yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. So it was funny, but it, like it was really uh, a great time in my life and fun and. Uh, you know, when you're a kid, you you think of those things, but you surely don't plan on walking on the team after not skating for nine months. That was a pretty cool story. Yeah. Yeah. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Welcome to 10 Minutes. I'm Tony Scott. We have a guest with us today, Andy Brink. How are you doing today, Andy? I'm doing great, Tony. Thanks for having me. That's good. And Peter Odney, how are you doing today, Peter? I'm great. I'm sorry to break up the Tony and Andy uh, University of Minnesota love fest (laughs) going on. I I was actually going to show a video to Andy, and I want to know if he remembers scoring this goal. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What are you showing him? Against Maine. Yeah, that was in a um, national tournament, and Maine uh, won the NCAA title that year. They had an unbelievable team. I don't think they lost a game. They went like 40. It was 42, 1, and 2. Yeah, okay. Like, so, and they had Jim Montgomery, who, you know, uh, obviously was a great coach at Denver, Denver. and now at Boston, coaching uh, the Bruins. Paul Korea was a freshman on that team. Um, Gar Snow, their goalie? Gar Snow and Mike Dunham. I think that video was Mike Dunham in the net. It was. Um, and you then, scored uh, on Mike Dunham? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty we, cool. I think, I think we lost the game he seven. Now, it was close to who was the best athlete, but now he scored on Mike <laughs> Dunham. Uh, you win. Uh, it was a great hockey game. They had a really good team. We had a really spunky team. They they had more talent, but we played really hard. Uh, but the best team won that game. Yeah. Was that in the regional? It was a regional. I don't know if that was in Providence or it was somewhere out east. I, I honestly remember. don't remember. I was watching Through the Woods or whatever the University of Maine documentary was one night, and I had been texting back and forth with one of our employees uh, about you, ironically, because I asked who some of the best youth coaches he thought were in the state, and mm. your name came up. Mm. And as I was watching the documentary, I was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's yeah. Andy Brink. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, I'm glad I could make their highlight film for Maine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one time they got scored on yeah. all year. Um, so let's talk a little bit about why you're here. You're one of the – are you a co-owner with, with Dave Snugger? Yeah, Dave uh, and I own Breakaway Academy. We started it 11 years ago, and it's uh, just been a blast. My uh, – I could say a lot about Breakaway, but I was there when you guys first started. We did some interviews in the basement over in Chaska and just did a lot of fun stuff with you guys, and uh, we coached together in, for, for a couple summers with our Great Plains team. Um, so my vision is what you had started and where you had started. And then I, I've been to your school before, but I'd never been inside. And when I came inside, I was like, wait a second. They have like five school buses, and they have like – this is like a, a real deal now. I mean, it's not like kind of like YHH in some ways. We, you and I talked about we've kind of gone along the same train track. Yeah. A lot of the same philosophies as well about kids and hockey players. Talk about where you are at now with number of students and teachers yeah. and, and, and where you guys are and where you're going. Yeah. Well, we're, you know, when, when we started many years ago, Tony, about the same time you started Youth Hockey Hub, we were grades six through eight. 
We started with 26 kids in the basement of the Chaska Community Center. And it was kind of friends and family in a, in a way. You know, right? I, I remember talking to Tom and Dee Dee Middlestat, and, and the reason, um, and they sent both their boys, Johnny and Luke, uh, Casey was already in high school at that point, uh, to our school. And I remember, uh, and the reason I knew them is I just knew their boys were good hockey players, and I knew they loved sports, and they were nice kids from the people I'd spoke to at Eden Prairie. And so I contacted them and just said, you know, I'd, I'd like to introduce our school and, and see if you're interested. And uh, at that time, uh, when you were speaking to a family and your product is brand new, you just had to really ask them to trust you. We're right. going to do these things. We promise the education is going to be great. We promise the athletic environment is going to be great. We're going to do character building. And and now it's really gratifying to be 11 years down the trail and have 11 years of um, graduating classes and families going through our school. And now we're K through 8 so we've really expanded. We have two campuses. Two campuses. Our K through three campus is at the Chaska Community Center. Our, In good our, hands with Sean Bloomfield. Yeah, Sean Bloomfield, who anybody who knows him through hockey, is a Chanhassen High School coach, uh, but as solid a person as you're ever going to meet. He's just a great coach. He's great with kids. He was teaching in the public school, teaching social studies. We were able to hire him. Uh, and he's now our principal at the primary school. And then our fourth rate campus is at Champions Hall in Eden Prairie. And uh, what's really nice about that campus is we're getting kids from all over the metro, as far east as Hastings and Woodbury, uh, getting kids from St. Michael, Albertville, uh, getting kids as um, Lakeville, um, and then um, uh, Minnetonka and all, all over the metro. Maple I think we have Grove. There's a bunch of Maple Grove. A bunch of Maple Grove. It's and and so it's so fun. Um, um, uh, to see these kids from all over the metro come and become friends. And what they have a, a shared interest is not just athletics. Um, they love to be, they love to play hockey. They, they want to do really well in school. Uh, they compete against each other in the evenings. They're playing for Edina and for Maple Grove and Woodbury and all these great communities. Uh, but they've become really good friends. And it's, so it's a really fun environment. And, um, um, but I, we did, I think uh, our, um, our passion was always to do this correctly uh, just like you with Youth Hockey Hub. That's why Youth Hockey Hub is, wor uh, is working. I remember when you started your business, Tony, people were kind of like, who's this guy that's hanging around the rinks and doing articles <laughs> on kids? And what is he, a creep? Like, what's wrong like with right. this guy? Um, and um, But, you know, uh, you had a passion for sports and you had a passion for kind of celebrating competition and getting to know people. Right. Um, and, uh, and that's why Youth Hockey Hub has worked is because uh, – uh, you you were in it for the right reasons, and then of course the business has grown, and you have tournaments now. But that's just a product of uh, of your passion being in the right place, and that's what Breakaway Academy has been. It's when Dave and I and the other staff members that were with us started, we just wanted to provide a really fun environment for kids to go to school in. We wanted kids to uh, get pushed academically. We wanted kids to get to pursue a passion like hockey, and and now we've added soccer this right. year, um, so we're getting soccer athletes as well, um, and and we wanted kids to feel supported. Um, Whenever kids feel encouraged and supported, you can discipline them. You can hold them accountable, and you can um, um, give them a very um, clear-cut path on behavior and and what works in life. And uh, and that's what we do at our school. If if we ever if there's ever a student that needs a little bit of a redirection when it comes to academic uh, intensity and effort or um, uh, acting the right way, we just take the hockey training away. I was going to ask that you kind of. Have you ever expelled a student or sent somebody packing because yeah. of their behavior? It it it's I'm happened. Not saying all the time, yeah. but I'm sure it's it, happened. It, it's <laughs> happened a few times. You know, we're we're just at a point now, eleven years into Breakaway Academy, and the way that we've grown, where the people interested in our school, 
um, know a lot about us and they know the culture of a kid that fits our school. And then the same thing, we evaluate the, the, the student and the family. We want to make sure it's going to be a successful um, experience for the child and for the family. So, and if we think that it just, for whatever reason, whether it's athletics or whether it's interest level or whether it's uh, uh, the school being the right fit academically, we want to be uh, honest with the family and let them know that, oh, this might not be the right fit at, so at this time. So sometimes you might take that those steps before they actually enroll. And yeah, that's what happens now. I mean, we're, we just, every kid at our school right now is just a home run. They're great kids. They're from awesome families. Uh, I had a, a, a boy that I had to hold off the ice today and called home to mom and dad to let them know why. We just have the kind of families that when we're administering a consequence at school, they're in our corner. Right. They're like, they're like, great. My kid did something wrong. Thank you for holding me accountable. Thank you for working with them. It's not the kind of families that are debating us on discipline. Yeah. And, and so, um, uh, we've been really fortunate. We're attracting great families, great kids. And, um, we loved that, you know, 11 years ago, we have a lot of fond memories. Dave and I used to clean the toilets. We drove the buses. Drove the we, bus. we served lunch. We were teaching classes. We were on the ice. And I remember Dave's wife, Ann, was making lunches or involved in lunch early on as yep, well. Yep, and Mrs. Brink, my wife, Holly, would go up and serve lunch. And then my son, Henry, and my wife, they would go clean the, the school on the weekends. It was really a labor of love, but we, but we were having so much fun. And it's great memories. All these great kids, like I just talked about Johnny and Luke Middlestat. And I go, you know, I, Rhett Pitlick was there the first year, and Mike Kester, who was at the University of Minnesota, all these great kids. And uh, uh, it's nothing but great memories, even though it was a lot of hard work, just like what you experienced. It's there's a lot of rewards though when you see them score goals in the NCAA or in the NHL or whatever. It's got to be very rewarding. It it is, and 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 now um, again, eleven years later, we have so many kids that um, are in college and graduating college, and Jack Starks, a men's goalie at Yale University, so Starky, uh, yeah, which which is, and, and we have kids all over the place. Haley Box. Yep. Just played great for Team USA yep. at the U18s and uh, scored a few goals in the championship game as well. And it's just great to see the different paths the kids go on. And and like I had two boys go through the school. Uh, my older boy's uh, still playing hockey. Uh, my middle boy works for me at Breakaway Academy. And even though uh, my middle boy Joe wasn't the same um, hockey player that his older brother was, I wanted the same thing for him: work hard in school, learn how to ask questions, build a relationship with a teacher, give your very best effort, and then. There's way more to life than hockey. Um, and, and, and what I'm most proud of with the kids at Breakaway Academy, like all of these kids that we kind of mentioned here that are still playing hockey, hockey isn't their identity. It's their passion. And it's something that's a sport to them, and they love the sport. And if you took hockey away from Mike Kester or from... What would they be like? Hey, of course they're going to miss it because it's something they love, but they're going to be incredibly successful. They'll be competitive in a business, and they're going to be a part of a team, and they're going to be hardworking. And to me, those are the great lessons that... that that sports teach and especially a team sport. I got a Joe Brink memory for you. Like <laughs> one of the first years, probably the first or second year I was out there visiting you guys. And he was young compared to those guys you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. He was just kind of hanging around. He was like the younger brother yeah. and he was kind of a gnat and he was kind of whatever, but yeah. he, he just, you could tell how much he loved the game of hockey. Yeah. And, and it shows now, you know, he's coaching with you. I think he's the good cop on the Minnetonka PWA yeah. bench, or are you, yep. are you the good cop? No, I'm the bad cop. And when I when you turn 50, you become the not fun guy, which I'm experiencing. And uh, being 20 years old, he's still the fun, happy guy that the kids get excited about when he walks in the locker room. But but it's, it's funny you bring him up, though, just because uh, he's got a great eye for the game. Um, he's an excellent coach. He's really good at teaching. And so even though he wasn't maybe the same player of some of these other guys, uh, you can just see this life in hockey doesn't go away. Whether you're playing the game or whether you're running a business that supports hockey or you're coaching, 
Uh, I mean, there's a spot, you know, if you want to stay in the game, there's a spot for you or refereeing like you're doing now too. Yeah. I just love it. So here's a question for you. Uh, this is a real serious question. Um, is it okay uh, if your son's playing in the world juniors uh, and you're, is, can you play hooky from, from, from breakaway Academy? <laughs> yes. Cause if not, <laughs> I, I, he got caught on national TV with the breakaway sweatshirt on on you, but I don't think he was at school that day. Good, Did he get good in trouble? Branding, though. Did he good get branding. in trouble? Uh, no, uh, school went really smooth that day that he didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. It was great watching Jimmy play and Sam Renzel and and obviously Team USA did great. And it was I'm sure it was you know such a thrill for for Dave to go over uh, with his family and to, and to watch that experience in Sweden and um, and it's and it's you know just like the Box family going over and supporting Haley and uh, anytime your kid gets a chance to wear a USA jersey and play internationally, yeah, it's pretty awesome moment all right we, we've we've bypassed bobby an entire time of the show which i think is almost a miracle yeah uh last friday night yeah uh, it would have been his first appearance at the x since he won state uh in 2018 yeah and he was a healthy scratch yeah. i'm sure there was probably 20 or 30 brinks <laughs> maybe 10 yeah. i don't know a, yeah. a number of brinks probably happy to go watch him play yeah. his first game at the x and what happened let's go through it well, yeah, it, you know, Bobby's playing with the Flyers, and it's his um, it's his third season. Uh, he played ten games after his college season ended um, a few years ago after the national title game. Uh, then last year had a pretty serious injury, had his labrum surgery, and was out for six and a half months and couldn't play till uh, mid January. And then spent the rest of the year in the AHL, which is a pretty phenomenal league for anybody that you know is, uh, watches pro hockey. Yeah. It's a great yeah. league full of awesome players. Um, and then this year I uh, had a great camp with Philly and has made the team and, and has had a great year so far, but yeah, it was a healthy scratch here Friday night against the wild. And I, I bet between probably family and friends, it was upwards of 60 people going to the game and, you know, listen, uh, uh, we're all humans and we have emotions and, uh, that hurt. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, uh, but, um, uh, you know what, that's, that's sports. And anybody who goes through sports, there's adversity, and um, you don't have a choice. If you have any interest in really being like an elite athlete or reaching your potential, there is absolutely no decision on how you respond to that. Uh, you got to be a great teammate. Uh, you got to go root for your team. Um, nobody likes not playing. I don't right. care what level it is. I don't care who you are. Um, and no family uh, um, enjoys watching their kids sitting out. But... Um, uh, that's life, and that's why sports is such a great metaphor for life. And, and you know, um, uh, you have to learn how to handle adversity, and you have to learn how to respond. And that's a big thing at our school that we're teaching kids all the time. I mean, I, I'm, I've, I've been coaching youth hockey for over 20 years, been running Breakaway Academy for 11 years. I can't even tell you the thousands of conversations where I'm sitting down with a, with a youth-level player or a high school player or a parent and, and talking to them about character and the right way to act and how you speak and how you handle things and... Um, so it w it was really easy for me and for our family, how to respond to that. We've been going, we've been through competitive sports a long time. And for Bobby, he's, he, he, uh, um, he, he's a great teammate. He's got a ton of character. He's, uh, he's never been a kid that went to the front of the line in his birth year. Uh, so he's been through adversity constantly. So it was, I, I know he was disappointed that night, but there was no question how he's going to respond. Um, so, um, and that's something we're constantly teaching kids at our school and I'm teaching in youth hockey is that, uh, again, if you have any interest in really trying to work towards your potential and being like a valuable teammate and being, uh, learning those, those skills that transfer to life, 
you got to be able to take your lumps. Yeah. And you better do it with some humility and, and then some, uh, it can burn in your tummy. Uh, you can come back hungry, but uh, you got to act the right way. You think about it though, Bobby's career, I mean, going back to Bantam State Championship, high school state championship, national champion. I mean, he's had a really, really blessed, yep. extremely, you know, he's excelled at every level. And yep. he's had, so it's high time he has a little bit of disappointment in his <laughs> life hey, and it's not uh, gonna be the last yeah. time you know uh, hey i remember he didn't get invited to national camp one year when he was like the first year whatever that was 15 years old you know didn't get invited to national development i think it's the top 40 Tryout. kids that get yep. invited that. to that um he's been left off a lot of teams but never ever have we been like oh he you know uh this wasn't fair we've right. never said that once it's always what can what are you gonna do about it you know what what are you gonna do about this i mean uh um, and, um, uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't matter the sport. There's adversity. I just listened to a great interview the other day with Djokovic, um, where he was talking about, he almost quit back in 2011. Um, and, um, just things weren't going his way. He just felt like he'd hit a wall, wasn't getting better. So that's life, isn't it? I mean, we all go through this. And yeah. so, um, uh, like I said, the scratch doesn't feel good, but, uh, it's, uh, everything Tort said, and the interview afterwards I thought was great. And it was funny. People text you and, and, and say, oh, my gosh, how could this happen in Minnesota? Everything that, that Tort said in the interview was spot on. What did he say? I didn't hear that. Oh, it's just, hey, this is the NHL. And, like, nobody's entitled to spots. And, and uh, we're going to play the guys that, that we think are going to give us the best chance to win. And, and um, again, it's and message. they did win. They did win, yeah. Um, and, uh, um, and then Bob got to play against Winnipeg the next night. And then St. Louis two nights later. And it's just the bottom line is that, um, you're not entitled to anything just like in life and you have to work for stuff. And, and there's not enough of that in life right now. Not that I'm looking to go back and be John Wayne here and go back no. in time. It's just that, <laughs> it's just that, listen, it, this is, this is it. What he said and what, what Tort said in the interview is no different than what I'm saying to our, my peewees and to the peewee right. and, and, to the, and, to the, and to the families at Breakaway Academy. It's just, you want something, you have to work for it. There's going to be lumps along the way. You have to learn to deal with adversity and you got to be a good person through the whole thing. All right, well, we're going to talk a little squirtacular. You were a coach in the very first squirtacular, oh. Bloomington Ice Garden. Bobby, oddly enough, was yep. on that those teams. I can remember your squirts. Remember who were some of the guys that were on Bobby, his teammates yeah. in Chaska Chan years well, back then? We had a we had a great team, and and uh, 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 Bobby was on that team. Shane Lavelle, who's yep. playing Division One hockey at Lindenwood. Yep. William Magnuson, who's playing uh, up at um, Bemidji State. Yep. Um, uh, Calvin Barrett, who was a really good high school was, player at Chaska good, High School. He was a good squirt, too. Um, uh, it was really a great group of kids in Chaska. Uh, um, and, and the Chaska kind of community at that time had really uh, made a big step forwards in being competitive, like in District 6. Yes. When I first went to Chaska many years back, uh, before uh, we even had kids, um, uh, we weren't very competitive in that area. And then the first group that came through was actually led by Mike Riley, Yes, and and his boys, that. Connor and Ryan and then Mikey and then Nick Matson was in that group. And it was a fantastic group of kids. And, and uh, Mike Riley, the dad, was kind of the guy that kick-started uh, work ethic and attitude and play hockey the right way and play hard and play to win. And, and that was really kind of the uh, catalyst for that area 
um, picking was, up his hockey. And now it's just like they're like a mainstay at every yep. level, yep. both boys and girls. Yep. All right, let's talk a little squirtacular this time. You have, uh, I think it's 52 students in the squirtacular, so I gave you a cheat sheet yeah. for all 52 of them right here. So feel free to chime in with some breakaway kids okay. that are playing it at a certain level or a certain team. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about the format this year, Peter. Uh, we have a much different format that we've had in years past we have sections for the platinum so we have section one section two we're treating it like the double a state uh you can see the teams in in one double a we have lakeville north mankato woodbury and rochester F fill out uh, section one section two is jefferson rochester chaskachan and edina green uh, there's a, probably a bunch of Dinah Green kids uh, at your school in this one, Andy. Section three has got uh, Rosemount, Cottage Grove, one of the top five teams in the states, Shakopee, and Matamidi. Uh, section four has Stillwater, Woodbury Royal, the number one team in the state, OMG White, and Moundsview. Section five has Blaine, OMG Crimson, Centennial, and we brought in a section eight team, uh, Warroad will be playing in that section. We had to balance them out a little bit. They were one of the top teams. Peter and I, how many hours did it take us to put together this these teams? It was probably three hours. Yeah, three hours. I'll never get back, but three <laughs> hours. None, nonetheless, three We hours. got it fair and balanced. We literally had it down to, like, points. Like, all, everyone had a certain amount of points for everything. We had it as balanced as we can. Some people say they were a little bit favored. When you see Section 8, you'll you'll see why. Uh, section 6 has got one of the Edinas, YZ. Um, let's see. Thief River Falls, another Section 8, mm -hmm. uh, uh, District 16. And Orono, who's very good. You got a few kids from that team. I think Lola Lamparski's on that team as well. Section 7, uh, West Fargo Blue, the only non-Minnesota team in the event. Grand Rapids, Andover, and Cloquet. Uh, make up section seven and then section eight. Look at this one. Uh, Minnetonka, uh, excuse me, Moorhead, the number two team in the state. East Grand's a top 10 team. Rogers and Minnetonka. We snuck Minnetonka in there. They, we, we couldn't put them in section six. That would have made it too strong. We definitely could have put them in section two because that would have made it too strong. So they're kind of the at-large team. We were kind of moving around every which way. They were either going to go to one or they're going to go to eight. And they ended up in eight, and I think it's going to be a fun tournament. Uh, the winners of the uh, sections get a big, huge block Minnesota trophy with their with their uh, section championship trophy, and the winners play in Fogarty on Saturday afternoon in the final eight. So it'll be section there'll be uh, like a state tournament first round over at uh, Fogarty. So here we go, Peter. Are we going to make our picks and then a couple players to watch? We are. We're going to make our picks. We're going to have a couple players to watch. But first, I feel like we should mention at least one of our sponsors. Oh, let's do one. You want to do, <laughs> do this one? Sure, I'll do this do, uh, General Sports. General Sports. There we established go. in 1962, and for over 60 years, General Sports has been the go-to spot in the West Metro for sticks, skates, mouthguards, laces, Howie's wax. All right, and now so it's time for this my is beautiful. Annual... Guess who's going to give our sponsor endorsement here? It's going to be Annie Brink right here, who's at that facility. Would you say, are you there every day, once a week? How often are you over at Braemar with the hockey playing going on? Oh, I'm, I'm there every day because uh, we, we have game days at our school. And right. I always go over and watch game days because a lot of our parents will come and watch and we break our 
fifth graders onto equal teams, and right. I play the same thing with sixth, seventh, eighth grade, fourth grade as well. And uh, so I'm always at the rink, and I know our kids go to general sports a lot. It's got to be uh, really handy for you guys to have a sporting goods shop on site for the, the, the missing lace. The pucks. 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 Whatever. All the stuff you might need, it's pretty handy to have it right there. Yeah, I, I know we had a boy yesterday, an eighth grader, who needed a little work on his skate before he went skating, just able there to walk right is. over to General Sports and get it done. So there it's it uh, that's why that location has been tremendous for us, because we have everything right there. It is. It is. All Everything's right. right there. Now it's time for my weekly pledge, <laughs> my weekly plea. Just General Sports. That's what I'm looking for. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm still trudging along with the CCM stick. I'm not happy about it. Hold on. Oh, you're you're covering it up. You're gonna cover that up right there. Maybe right, Caleb will blur that out. What do you want? I want a Proto R. I want it to be left-handed. I want it to be a 77 flex, and I need it to be a P92 curve. Help me become a better hockey player so that I can eventually catch up to Andy Brink. What What do you <laughs> use, Andy? Well, I'm slowing down, so catching up to me uh, isn't that hard. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'll tell you what I'm using for a stick. Um, I have one of Mikey Riley's sticks from maybe two years ago when he was playing for. Uh, um, who was Mike playing for? Canadians? Maybe Bruins? the Canadians. And the stick is probably about five inches too tall for me. Nice. It's a w it, uh, the flex is way too stiff for me. Okay. Uh, but um, I'm not out there really shooting pucks and deking Shoveling anymore. Pucks. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm, right? I'm putting pucks into a pile. And it's a perfect curve uh, for me. Right. And it's a little longer reach. So um, it's How'd working. How did you get that stick? Uh, Do you live from them? One of our uh, – we, uh, well, first of all, we have these great trainers. They all played Division One hockey. A bunch of them played pro hockey. They're they're friends with all these guys, and one of them had a uh, one of Mike's extra sticks. And I said, "Geez, I need a stick." I just broke my old CCM from about six years ago, and um, so um, yeah, there I guess go. I kind of helped myself. All right, I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, uh, are you ready, Peter? Stocks and I platinums. hope. I hope so. So, who's gonna win each section? Are you oh, ready? Geez. We we did this. Oh jeez. We did this. Oh jeez, Gerald. I think section one is <sighs> gonna be Woodbury. Yeah, I also got Woodbury Black. But I would love to see Lakeville one. North come out of it, and people would squawk like crazy. Why? Because they, because the whole section one bias. But they will have Why played a squawk? they will have played a really good couple of teams, uh, including Mankato and Rochester Black. Well, so. I'd love to see Rochester and Mankato come out of that section. That'd be fun. So would I. I do I would think like to it's see a southern be team. I think it's Woodbury, be Woodbury as well. All right, Andy, any thoughts on uh, uh, those Lake, teams? Lakeville North um, has a, a great player, Bogdan Smoliak, on that really? team. Really? Uh, Bogdan's fantastic, fifth grader. <laughs> uh, so my, my money's on Bogdan uh, and Lakeville North. Every section you're going to have somebody, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Maybe maybe not section seven. We'll see. If you did, that'd be something else, right? Well, yeah. and over. You never know. All right, section two. This is your sweet spot, Mr. Brink. This is your sweet spot. You got Jefferson, who won their tournament, and they beat Edina Green. Chaska Chan's all but undefeated. Um, I'm sure you got a boatload of those. Edina Green, that was the team that was coached by Stefan Veyu. And then Rochester Red, coached by Aaron Getchell. This is a good section. Whoever wins this one is going to be battle-tested. Any thoughts, Andy? Yeah, Edina Green, uh, Jack Podrats is a great player on that team. Is that how you and, pronounce his name? Yep, yep. And Jack is pretty special. So he he's one of those kids that, you know, if he is hot, might might take over a game. But if, I, if you're making me pick a team, I'm going to go with Chaska Chanhas and they just – uh, I've watched them play three times this year. I've watched them play Minnetonka twice. In the score days. Uh, yep, score oh, yeah. uh, and and they got a great hockey team. A lot of good little athletes. The puck moves. They play hockey the right way. They're really well coached. They got a great coach in Drew Nichols. So 
if I had to, uh, if you're making me put money okay. down, it's Chaska Champ. All right, and then we'll come back to the champion too, because this can be tough. This is gonna be a tough one to pick. All right, uh, Peter, who do you got in section two? I also have Chaska Chan. One loss so far, and it was a close game at that. They've played some really good competition. They got a tie against Minnetonka. They got a win over OMG Crimson. I think Chaska Chan's battle tested. All right, uh, let's. I'll go. I'll agree with you guys on that one. Section threes, Cottage Grove. Uh, they're one of the top teams in District Eight. Rosemount. Matamidi and Shakopee. Now, if Shakopee had the Bowland set kit, this team would be, he's playing Peewees this year. They would be a bona fide top five team in the state. They're a really deep team. I've seen them a couple times. I've reffed them. Um, so I would think that, I would think that would be a, a team to beat. I did see Bo at the Edina, Edina squirt A game the other night, watching his mm -hmm. buddies from both the brick and from school. It's kind of yep. neat to see that yep. kind of community. Yep. Well, well, Bo would really help him. I mean, he'd, <laughs> if you put Bo on any squirt team, the team just got a lot better. Put him on any uh, high school team, they yeah. to improve a little but, bit. But right. he's up playing peewee hockey and Shakopee. I'm still going to go with Shakopee, though. Uh, and, um, really? okay. and this is no um, insult to the other teams. I just am more familiar with Shakopee. Uh, they got an unbelievable coach in Kyle Pito, who played Division One hockey. He's, he's at, working at, for you yeah, guys, right? At Mankato State, I think he's their leading all-time scorer at uh, Minnesota State Mankato for defensemen, and they only yeah. played three years. He's an excellent coach, and they have great players on that team. Uh, uh, little Colton Von Borkins, an excellent hockey player, and can score. And then, and then Coden Pito is uh, he—he's a kid that is just turning into an excellent hockey player. So my money's on Shakopee. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go Cottage Grove. They are deep this year, really deep. They had they—they they were good last year in the tournament. They gave a lot of team fits. This year, I think this is their year. They're going to—they're going to win this section. Matamidi has arguably one of the best players in the tournament. This Uncle's Beat kid is so good. So good. He played in the, on that brick team. I'm not sure that I've, I saw them play Minnetonka a, a few weeks back. I still think Cottage Grove is the team to beat in Section 3, which is fun to say. I love how you say that they're deep. They have eight skaters. They have eight skaters. It's a real deep eight. I was looking yeah. at the roster. I'm like, that's got to be a type. There's a Sasada on that team, too. Of course there's a Sasada on that so, team. They're good. I'm going to go against both of your grain, y'all's grains, and I'm going to take Matamita. They got the Magic Man, Mason, Uncles B, whose dad, Jesse, is a product of the Como Area Hockey Association. Jesse, we'd love to have you back at some point. <laughs> and it, uh, it looks like they have a, a larger team roster-wise. There's an Egan there on the team. There is an Egan on Egan. There's also an Engelhardt on this team. Oh, really? Porter Engelhardt yeah. is playing defense for Matamita. And kind of the opposite of Cottage Grove. Matamidi typically has nine skaters, one right, goalie. Right, usually. And this year it looks like they've got three full lines, six defenders, so maybe the depth helps out Matamidi this year. Their uniforms are sweet this year. They're really good. <laughs> I was like, wow. They look a little bit like that Hermantown, that real rich blue, and it's a good-looking uniform. All right, uh, section four, uh, Stillwater. Seem Stillwater has got the bad draw. They're going to play number one Woodbury Royal, Moundsview, and Osseo Maple Grove White. This Royal team is head by, headed up by Zach Sikich. That guy does not take losing kindly. I see them as the favorite to win this tournament, but we thought that last year, Peter Odney. What are your thoughts on Section 4? I don't know. It's hard to pick against Woodbury Royal, though. They, just, they play as such a unit. These kids spend so much time together. Um, training in the off season that they look like just one amorphous blob moving together on the ice in perfect harmony. I gotta go Woodbury Royal. They're yeah. undefeated. Yep. They're and only he, tie, oddly enough, Elk River. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 
I saw that. Um, any thoughts, Mr. Brink? Well, I'm not familiar with uh, some of the teams. Obviously, Woodbury must have a great team the way you guys are talking about them. But I'm going to go with the O'Leary boys up in uh, Maple Grove. I like that. Yep. They're got both the, on the team? Got that Prosser blood in them, and maybe their uncle's uh, great bloodline will okay. help them through. Do, right. you think th- do you think they're Irish? <laughs> Shea and McCoy O'Leary, you think they're, they're Irish? good players too. One was the MVP, and one is the younger one. Is I think is the better of the two. I mean, as you you see these kids skate. He's both really good players. Both good players, great students, awesome kids from just an all star family. Just, yeah, just absolutely. a great family. Yeah. I got to know the dad a little bit this summer, so yep. it's fun. Uh, all right, section five. Here we go. Osseo Maple Grove Blaine. Um, Centennial and Warroad. So this one does look like a true Section 5 battle where we sneak Warroad in there. They were a 14th and now ranking, so I'm expecting big things out of the Warriors as well. Uh, Peter, what do you got? Well, this is the time of the show where I usually uh, pick a wild card. and I'm there going, is no I'm gonna, wild card. Yeah, there is. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take Blaine. Uh, they were great I think, last year. I think Blaine, Blaine is battle-tested. They've played Elk River. They've played Rogers. They've played Andover, who's number one according to now rankings. I like the Bengals to pull off a couple of wins here. Okay, I'm going to go with the Crimson. I think they were our number one seed. Who do you got from breakaway in this section, uh, Mr. Brink? Well, we have three boys on that team. We have Vincent DeFazio, who's really an excellent player. And you if call you him wa- Vinny? I call him Vinny, yep. Okay, good. Yeah, and, and if you had... Watch him play. He's going to stand out right away. He can really play. And there's Colton Everett on that team. Then uh, Carter Fulton's on that team as well. Um, my uh, sentimental, sentimenta, what's the word I'm looking for? Sentimental? Yeah, Favorite? I'm sentimental about um, Warroad, just being a northern Minnesota kid. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Crimson as well. Uh, one programming note, Warroad did pull up a couple mites to their team. They're actually some of their better players. And they pulled up a couple of players from their squirts to their number one top-ranked Peewee team. So they're oh. a little bit off balance. Okay. Had they had the Peewees down mm-hmm. there, they'd be right in the thick of things. They are deep. Big hockey is deep in hockey town right now. Yes. Really yep. good right in yep. hockey town. I'm going to go with uh, chalk here. I'm going to go OMG Crimson. Although Blaine did shock us last year, they made it all the way to the final four. Can they repeat? We'll find out. All right. Section six. This is a breakaway territory right here mr brink we got edina white we got wyzetta blue we got orno and then your buddies from uh district 16 and section 8 thief river falls they've had a good run as well this year so we'll look at all these teams we're getting from northern minnesota this year it's a fun it'll be a fun bracket yeah. to watch well all these teams. there's a reason you play the games right it's, yeah you never know who's gonna win and and it's uh I, I remember being a kid from northern minnesota anytime you came down the twin cities and got to play the twin cities teams you were, prove, right? you were very excited yeah excited to play and of course you wanted to win so i don't know much about the thief river falls team just other than great families from that area um, orno's got fantastic goaltending and lola lamparski so she's very difficult to shoot a puck past um, but I'm going to go with Edina White, uh, Benji Schilling on that team, um, Ford Bennett, good hockey players. Um, you know, it's uh, Edina. I always kind of wonder when they do score day teams. I think to myself, you know, what would that one team look like? But they always surprise me. Their two score day teams do great. They beat all the top good teams. For them. I think it's good for them. Yeah, super they've obviously proven that it works. So yeah. good for them. So I got to broadcast these two teams on Monday night, and Benji Schilling is one of those kids who just like. It was kind of like, uh, not, not like Randy Moss, but like he could just take over the game uh, on the blue line whenever he's seen, 
when another team need need to be fit, right? So he could just take the puck, take over the game. He was the same way in the brick last summer in, in Edmonton. He's a fantastic player. When you got a guy like that, you're gonna have a chance to win every game. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're, they're gonna be a tough out in this one. Um, I'm gonna go with Dino White as well. Wow, you guys are just so metro biased. <laughs> so metro biased. I'm taking yeah. Thief River Falls. Are you? I am. I got why? A couple, well. I've, I don't, I'm not going to put everything on the shoulders of one player, but I think Thief River Falls, they got two goalies for one thing. I love well, One of them played the, for me last summer. I love the fact that they have two goalies. I know in score teams, it's not always the norm, but you have two goalies. Then I understand the argument for having one. You have one really good goalie who's head and shoulders above the other one. You want to get them as much playing time as possible. But if that one goalie runs into issues, you don't have another option. You just kind of have to roll with the horse that you took to the tournament. So two goalies for Thief River Falls, if one gets in trouble or just isn't feeling well or what have you, they've got another that they can plug in. I also love the fact that they have a girl goalie. Grace Because that tells you that that goalie is really, really special. Forward-wise, Tyson Holmgren finished tied for second in the boys' minor division of last last fall's Fall Classic. He had five goals and seven points. And I think Thief River is one of those teams that you don't know a ton about coming in, and I think that works in their favor. I think they're going to play a completely different style than the other teams in that section. Which I think is works in their favor. I think so, too. I think so, too. So did you pick Thief? Or we both picked Edina? No, I went with Edina. Okay, you yeah. picked Peter picked Thief, all right, and all right, here we go. Section seven oh as boy. West Fargo, the lone non-Minnesota team, Grand Rapids, Andover, and Cloquet. Andover, what's their record, Peter? I mean, I think they only have one loss on the tw- season. 22-0-1. Oh, <laughs> uh, they have some of the most talented players in the state on this team. Um, they have a Sauer on the team. They have a Talbot on the team. Um, this team is loaded, absolutely loaded. They are barnstorming teams. I, I have them in the championship game on Sunday against, uh, let's see if they play. Let's see when they play. I gotta go to my, I don't have the bracket here. I don't have where they feed to, but, um, I, I think they'll be in the championship game. Okay. Uh, who do you got in section seven? Not Andover. Not Andover. It's not Andover. Who are you going to take? I got West Fargo blue. Really? I've got West Fargo. Those two West Fargo teams haven't played Moorhead, so I have really nothing to judge them against how good they can be. Well, as I said with Thief River Falls, I think that West Fargo is a team that not a ton of these teams have seen, and I think that works in their favor. They've also got some talented players that have come across our eyeballs during our summer stuff. And West Fargo, it's a booming place, and some of that population boom trickles down into the hockey program. I like West Fargo Blue. We did move a team out of the Platinum. And we needed a team to move in, and they were they were the first one to sign up. So they must be good. They must be good. All right, uh, section eight. This is yeah, your did you get, the woods. Did you get? Uh, well, I don't know what's Andy going to take in this one. Uh, well, I look at Grand Rapids, and um, uh, I think uh, blue collar, hardworking. Um, they play hockey at every level, kind of the right way. They play really hard. Um, as a Bemidji boy, I didn't always enjoy playing against Grand Rapids, no. and when you don't enjoy playing Especially against in the someone, early that means 90s. that means they're pretty good. So um, I, I like uh, uh, I kind of sent uh, again the sentimental side of it. I root for Grand Rapids, but I'm going to go with Andover because I know that they yeah. have a really good team. Good pick, good yeah. pick. And all right, now we're here to Section Eight. Uh, we have we talked about it earlier. East Grand Forks, who just for everyone needs to know, they don't start squirt hockey until January 1st. They play in-house until January 1st, and then they choose their A and B teams. They divide them at that point. So this will kind of be some of their first 
uh, hockey that real live hockey that they're going to see it in the spectacular, which is fun that we get to actually see them kind of, you know, grow uh, within those four games. They have. Uh, uh, do you have their rosters in front of you there? East Grand Forks. Well, right now I'm looking at West Fargo Blues you're, roster. You're a little off alphabetically, but well, I know they have Hudson Johnson and they have Ezra Risky on that team as and well. And there is a base flug. There is a base flug. There's a base there's probably always, a Stouse too. There's, there's probably there's, a Stouse. There's always, it's always good luck to have a Bopes flug on your team, just like it's always good <laughs> luck to have a Casey on your Grand Rapids team. Yeah. But, yeah, they've got some really nice players. They've only played four games. Uh, they beat Thief River Falls 14-1, to Fargo <laughs> Black 15-1, to Grand Forks Red 11-4, to and Grand Forks Blue eight to five and i would venture to guess that their system of squirt hockey uh is right up andy's alley oh i bet with it the is in-house until january and then eventually you pick your teams i love that i didn't know that's how they pick their team yeah it's pretty cool so all right so section eight we have east side we have rogers we have minnetonka and we have moorhead moorhead uh is coached by uh chris vandeveld vandeveldi vandeveldi um they only have one squirt 18 this year and they only have like 11 or 12 skaters. I saw them play over in Eden Prairie uh, in December, and they are a rocket machine. But I don't know how. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win this section. I really do, because they've been together longer than East Side. But I don't know if they have the longevity. They don't have the depth to go through six games in three days. So I'm gonna pick Morehead, but I'm not confident that they can win the entire spectacular interesting peter well you said that west fargo blue hadn't played moorhead that was a lie another they lie have played what was moorhead. the score 10 to 7 moorhead Eek. 10 to 7 Ugh. 10 to 7 that tells me they're going to be fun to watch for the yes. entire week it's gonna be a fun they weekend. also have the heir to the corwin auto empire henry <laughs> corwin on the team so if you combine the heir of the corwin empire and a Van Vandevelde. It's going to be a high quality team. I am going to I take Vandevelde's the goalie, though. though. He is. Yeah. Okay. But he's on the team. Uh, you wait till you see this Henry Corwin. He's, he's got, he reminds me a lot of uh, Chaz and Cruz Lucius back mm. in the day. That's what they, that small kid who can just and a little bit of maybe Jackson Blake, kind of a combination mm. of those guys. Just super yeah. skilled, very fast, hard to stop. He and that Mason Uncles B are just were. Head and shoulders above the rest of this. I mean, skill levels at the brick, they were in the top five of all of them. So nobody will be calling Henry Core Wimp. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was, I think Tim is his dad, and I believe that was either dad or his grandpa. dad's name is Drew. Okay, well, Tim Corwin's nickname when he was a teenager was Core Wimp. Okay. Well, you brought man. up Jackson Blake, and obviously the ties. His dad, Jason, was a great player at Moorhead and had a phenomenal NHL career. Jackson was probably one of my favorite players to ever watched. Oh, uh, he yeah. could hang onto the puck. He still can through yep. three, four guys, and he's so slippery and, and a great kid. Um, um, you know, Moorhead, I mean, wow, what just like the hockey out of Moorhead has just been awesome yeah. for. How many years now? Um, 30 a million. And the kids play hard. They play together. They move the puck. They make play make. It's really fun. Their goalies play the puck like crazy. Yes, they do. They shoot it in on them. They glove it. They, uh, they're they really fun, and they're really doing awesome stuff up there. Um, I'm going to go with Minnetonka, not to sound like a homer. <laughs> homer! But uh, I just think there's How a lot of— How many of your kids are on that? Team? Well, there's you know, there's quite a few Breakaway Academy kids on the team, but they're, but they're really good hockey players. They're really competitive kids. Uh, I just like the fact, I think they're going to play really hard. And yeah. I think that they're going to kind of keep coming. Every kid that goes on the ice is going to keep coming at you. 
but that's a great uh, that's a great section. It looks like a, um, a number of teams could have win, but I'm going to go with Minnetonka. Uh, it's funny to say, I saw Minnetonka play the Matamidi team over at Eden Prairie, and they did exactly what you're saying. They just kept coming. Yeah. Matamidi had no answer for them, and I thought yeah. Matamidi was the on paper, at least was everyone was saying they're really, yeah. really good. I'm like, man, they had no answer. Just a lot of depth, a lot of good players. Yeah. And if they go in and win Section 8, man, I am never going to hear the end of that one. <laughs> 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 never yeah. that one. But they could. Well, they could very well, well you got to play. You got to show up. Very well do that. All right. Uh, before we get back into some uh, breakaway chatter, do we got another sponsor? You want to talk about Map South Hockey, Peter? I will. Honey? I'll talk about Map South Hockey. And we're in the Bantam Elite League jacket because it's a uh, – a great jacket representing a great league, which is run in part with Map South Hockey. I'm also wearing the West St. Paul Ice Arena hat, which is all Map South Hockey. Map South, if I had a kid, I'd send them to Breakaway. Big if. Big if. And uh, I would also oh. send my kid to uh, Map South Hockey. You'd for sure send him to Breakaway because he's, he's going to be a, your, your son or daughter is going to be a superstar. Well, if they have my blood, Student. then yeah. Five students. five varsity letters over here. If if but, he uh, went, if he or she went, what would be the uh, pillars that your son's uh, school will be based on? If they went to breakaway, they went to breakaway. What would they be? Character. Yep. So I'm not very smart, and I'm not very athletic. But going to Catholic school, you're always kind of afraid of lying. So I don't think I've lied very often. All right. Of course, I'm going to get a text from somebody be like, you lied to me last week. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not very smart. I'm not very athletic. So I think my kids are going to have to rely on character because, you know character. what? Character is the one thing you are completely in control of. Yep. There are kids that have athletic gifts. There are kids who have academic gifts. My kids are going to have character gifts just because of who their mother will be. All right. But, uh, you can develop character. Sometimes you're just born with athletic gifts and academic gifts, but you can develop character. What are the other two pillars? So we're just testing them here. It's academics, athletics, and character. All right, just I know sure. the three pillars better than you. No, you don't. This is also a sponsor read for Map South Hockey, where coincidentally you will learn some of those things. Those Absolutely, pillars, academics, athletics, and character. I think that speaks to what we were talking about when we talk about Map South Hockey. They go over there, and yeah, the the, the athletics are great, but they'll also teach you how to become a great teammate. You know, they have seminars on character. So I, it, it kind of, it, it means that what, when we pick sponsors, we're picking people that are going to have a lot of the same values and the people at Map South have the same values as us, as the same as you. Andy. Well, you know, it's funny, like, because we have a lot of kids that will go to Map South and train in the, in the summertime yeah. and they'll, they'll do their summer training there. And it's fun for us at Breakaway Academy because all these teams we just talked about and all these great families that are involved in, in the Squirtacular and coaching teams, it's fun to have relationships with all these people. And we're kind of positioned as a school. We don't have a triple-A program. We no. don't have hockey teams. Uh, we don't have a high school program. We ended eighth grade. Uh, we just, it's really fun to be a part of the hockey community and support all the different communities and the different hockey training programs and coaches out there. And um, Hey, hockey, hockey is a lifelong thing. You build relationships with these people. You, you brought up um, Chris Vandeveld, and even though I d I've never met him before, I always admired watching him play hockey at North Dakota and then the NHL and Obviously, Moorhead kids, you know, he's kind of growing up the right way, right values. And so it, it, it's fun to see these people and to root for him. Yeah. All right, let's go back, talk a little bit about your school. You guys have a discovery night tonight. What does discovery night mean? You guys know what it means. I don't know what it means, so help me out. Yeah, well, I mean, first things is like, you know, um, uh, we want people just to learn about our school. Because when, when Dave and I started the school 11 years ago, everybody thought we were doing this just to kick out hockey players. They thought we were trying to put together yep. hockey teams and we're trying to um, funnel kids to a, a high school hockey program, which couldn't be further from the truth. We just always wanted to create an environment 
that kids got excited to get up in the morning and they wanted to go to school because they were going to have fun. And if they're having fun, now you can push them academically. You can push them with athletics and, and, and with character development. And where it all goes, and we, we, we can't predict that. We just want to provide the great environment for them. Um, but uh, but uh, Discovery Night is just a chance for families to come in and see the school, hear about our academic um, rigor that we do at Breakaway Academy, hear about our classes, which is 15 students or smaller. Every class is led by a teacher. We're not an online school. We just don't believe in that. And it right. doesn't mean other kids can't have a good experience with online education. We just don't do that. We don't believe in it. Um, and we want people to see the activity that happens where kids get don't have to sit in a chair for seven hours a day. They get to get up and be active. We want them to meet our academic staff and meet our teachers and our coaches um, and, and, and just get a really good feel for whether they think it might be a fit for their son or daughter. And then at that point, we love to have kids shadow at our school, come spend a day with us because we want to meet this, the child as well. And we want to make right. sure that they're going to be successful at our school. And if we're not the right fit, that's fine. There's other great schools out there and there's other fits for kids. Uh, but it's a chance for families to do that. And then for the families that can't make it to a discovery night, and we have several of them throughout the year, um, they always can come in to Breakaway Academy, and I provide one-on-one uh, -on -one tours where I just show the families the school, and they get to see the classes in action and meet the staff. Are you the person to, are you the admissions director? Yeah, and, 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 and... I'm sure you have other hats too, but... Yeah, and listen, I didn't get into... Breakaway Academy to be an admissions director. I mean, that was I never that, word. I just that, <laughs> that word. was never my goal. But here's what's really fun for me is I love meeting the families uh, because I know who's going to be successful at our school and, and maybe um, some of the character traits of kids that aren't going to succeed at our school. And I want to make sure we're the right fit because uh, I want the student to succeed academically and socially and then enjoy the athletic programming as well. So even though it, it, it you know, it's, it's not um, why I got into this, it's just it's fun for me to make sure that we're going to be the right fit for, our, for a family and for a kid. Well, one thing I want to toss in there, when you mentioned kick out hockey players, I was nodding emphatically because at the, when I first heard of Breakaway Academy, and I had somebody actually text me about this a couple of weeks ago, they said, so is this just a hockey school? Is this, yeah. is this all they do? Because they saw some of the names that came along with yeah. it, some of the gold medal winners and whatnot. And after being able to tour both of your campuses, I can tell you that it is far from a hockey factory. Yeah. I mean, there are students there who uh, they are clearly there for the academics yep. and for the competitive environment because it does sort of weave into the academic uh, and athletic forums that you provide. But that's it's so true that it's so much more than a hockey. Yeah. Well, like, like I mentioned with my family, just with my two boys that went through Breakaway Academy, I wanted the same thing for my middle boy who wasn't the same athlete as his brother work ethic, learn how to make, build relationships with other people, learn how to ask for help and get help. Uh, just learn how to build those um, life skills. And, and we do it through a platform that involves athletic training because that's what makes school fun. Right. Um, but I wanted him to learn the same things that his older brother uh, uh, learned as well. And so I don't care who you are. If you're a parent, every parent wants their kid to learn how to have a work ethic, how to overcome adversity, uh, how to problem solve, how to work with other people because um, those are life skills that carry on forever. Here's one for you. Last question. Uh, we had, uh, uh, you, you've, you've been, you've probably never been to the Squirtacular since the, the pin trading. So I'm going to describe for you the, the pin trading floor. And I'm going to get to get back to breakaway in a second. But so the pin trading floor, Peter can help me describe this. It's imagine the little <laughs> plastic bags that, that cover the pins. Imagine Jeez. multiply that by over three or 4,000 pin bags that are flying on the floor and boys laying on the floor trading pins yeah that's that's <laughs> what it is it's it's one pin bag after another and i had a parent email just actually 
today got an email asking why we play play games on the weekdays. They're going to miss school. And I, I would didn't say this in an email back. I was cordial and responded, but I would love to have said to him in the email saying, sir, if you see what happens between the boys from Warroad and Thief River Falls and Edina and Mankato and Marshall, Minnesota, exchanging pins, learning about, you know, supply and demand and all the things are going to happen just in the pin trade before they even take off their tennis shoes and put on their skates and learn about how to control behavior and disappointment, all those things that you're going to learn in a hockey game. I'm saying all this, there's, there's a huge value in what happens at a hockey tournament on a Friday. And you guys have 52 of them potentially missing school on Thursday and Friday. How do you endorse that? What, what happens at a hockey tournament when they're, they're leaving school? Yeah. Well, well, first of all, with our school, our, we have such a small environment at our school that a lot of the kids get their academics done before they go to the tournament. Correct. Uh, so they get to go and enjoy themselves. They don't have to worry about homework or worrying about falling behind. So we, uh, we, we take care of that before they ever go. And then it's funny hearing you talk about the pin trading. What a great lesson in economics. Different, I'm different, di- you. different pins take on different values, yeah, and I'm it's a free you. market, and They're you have to barter, and They're you have to negotiate. Learn. It's the best. I mean, those are, those are like, um, you know, they call that in, in training, they call that camouflaging. You don't even realize you're working on something because you're having fun. Yeah, that's like Trent Klatt, probably a teammate of yours at the U. He was older than me. He was, was gone before I got okay, there. Okay, yeah. Trent Klatt said when I coached, when I coached at Grand Rapids, we had a three-on-three uh, tournament at the end of practice twice a week. He goes, it was the kids thought it was three on three. It was our conditioning day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They were exhausted yeah. because yeah. they played on a full sheet ice. Yeah. They had no idea they were exhausted, yeah. but they were. And actually, that was our way of training them. You know, whenever you introduce competition to kids, I don't care if it's academics or athletics. Or pins. There you go. It's just it, you're going to see maximum effort and intensity, and kids are trying to win, and um, which is just awesome lessons for kids to learn. Well, I learned more about you and more about uh, Breakaway Academy. I appreciate you coming yeah. on the show. Peter, Thank any you. more questions for Mr. Brink? Oh, you know what we forgot? We forgot to cho- choose the B. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we almost forgot. We have the gold bracket here. You pull up your gold bracket. We have Spring Lake Park. Oh, this is a bad one here. Bad what? Oh, no, it's fine. Spring Lake Park is the number one seed. And Prior Lake is the number two seed. Any Prior Lake or Spring Lake Park kids in your school? I'm not seeing Spring Lake Park here right now. I mean, we have, we, have, we have a number of Prior Lake kids, but, um, but not at the school level. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm gonna, I think that last year Jefferson was a District 6 team. They came into the goal bracket and won it. I'm going to go Prior Lake is going to be the District 6 team. I have biases, don't I, Peter? <laughs> Yeah, you have more than you'd like to admit. I know. Uh, I'll stick with Spring Lake Park as the number one overall seed. I would caution teams against overlooking Sioux Falls Blue or Des Moines Junior Bucks Red. Des Moines has become kind of a mainstay here at the Squirtacular. They won the championship at the Bronze Division. I yep. believe they fared yep. well in the Silver Division. Yes. And two out-of-state teams, you don't quite know what you're going to get. Okay. Uh, Andy, any thoughts on yeah. who's going to win this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Eden Prairie. Uh <laughs> Got, well, there's uh, a lot of legacies there. Brooks Blake, Jackson's little brother's yep. on that team. Um, you got Connor Christian, who's a great little hockey player on that team. Uh, Jackson Desner, whose brother Max was a fantastic yep. youth player at Eden Prairie. Now he's down at Shattuck St. Mary's. Um, so uh, Vincent Daffer, who his dad, Tony, is a fantastic really golfer. golfer. Great golfer yes. out at Hazeltine. Yep. So Eden Prairie for me. All right. Uh, we're going to go to the Silver, which is a 24-teamer. There's... 
Uh, eight team, 16 teams coming over to meet these eight over here. Um, Moorhead Black, we talked about. We talked a lot about Moorhead on the show. Uh, they're doing great things so far. They're the number one seed. I'm going to stick with Moorhead Black here. You got a lot to choose from here. We got Chaskachan Gold. Uh, we have two Blaine teams that are tops in the uh, district district ten. They're like one is undefeated, one is one loss. I think one of the Blaine teams is going to do some damage in this division. Duluth's got a good team uh, at the B level as well. Peter? I was going to take Duluth. Were you? I, I do. Like that. Duluth is on a bit of a hot streak right now. They've won almost 10 games in a row since losing to Hermantown 6-5. to The only other loss comes against Cloquet, who is also in this tournament, I believe. No. No. Oh, they're in the... They, oh, yeah, they are. This is Squirt... Yeah, Squirt okay. B. Okay. Yes, they All are. Right. Yes, they are. And Duluth was able to avenge the loss to Cloquet with a 3-2 win on the 18th. So I think that Duluth is riding a bit of a hot streak. What do you got, in Mr. Brown? I'm going Minnetonka Black, and uh, uh, I'm yes. going uh, Harry Clotty, good uh, good hockey player on that team. Liam Hardy, who is uncles, Blake Wheeler. So there's some great uh, bloodlines blood there. there. Um, so Minnetonka Black for me. I don't have his first name here, but I coached football in the inner city back in the 90s and with a kid named Matt Osberg. And Ozzy was a young kid, just played college football at Augsburg. His uh, dad played college football at Nebraska. And now he's moved back. He's traveled all over the world, and he's moved back here. And he's uh, a kid is just completely, one of his sons is completely addicted to hockey. And he's made the Squirt B1 team. I think he was might have been in the Squirt Cs last year. And he's just climbing the ladder, right. getting better, great athlete, That's great, great family. And uh, his son is on this Minnetonka Black team. So okay. I'm, uh, I might uh, pick Minnetonka. Tonka Black as well. I like that pick. They won the Eden Prairie tournament uh, a few weeks back. So we'll go with uh we'll go with Minnetonka Black. All right. Last but not least, we got the bronze. This is the Squirt B2s, which is has nine teams from District Six. Ooh. Four from Edina, two from Jefferson, um, one from Minnetonka, and two from Grand Rapids. It's a, this will be like the Wild West, this one. I, I've, I've uh, refereed a lot of squirt B2s. They're all, especially in District 6, they're all the same. Every team is dead even. <laughs> Every game I've done has either been 2-2 two to two or 3-2. to two. It makes picking a winner very difficult. Yeah, yes, I, I couldn't tell you who's going to win this one. Um, but I will lean. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Edino White. Uh, they have the best record in District 6 right now, so I think they will be the winners. Why don't you give me Cottage Grove Black? Ooh, okay. Andy? I'm going to go with Minnetonka White. You got some more school kids from for your school uh, on that we, one? We got a great kid on that team, Joey Callahan, and uh, I just think, the again, uh, Minnetonka, there's a lot of depth. It's obviously a, a, um, a youth program that's having some success. Um, so just a lot of good players at every at every level. Okay. All right. Well, we have now done a full feature on you guys. We have done I have one more question, to be oh, totally you honest got, with Oh, you. with Andy. I do. Go ahead. So, Andy, you mentioned that Bobby played, and this is Bobby Brink, your NHL son, played in the <laughs> AHL You know, he's just year. he's just a kid to me. Yeah, he's <laughs> a kid to you. But I wanted to make this point because we're talking about Squirt Bs here. And yep. I get it. Squirt yeah. B isn't Squirt A. Yeah. Okay, it's not. Yep. But Bobby played in the AHL, which isn't the NHL. It's yep. basically the B team in the yep. NHL. And you think that was good for him. Yeah. And are you trying to tell me that it's okay to not play at the highest level all the time? Well, hey, listen, a couple of things. Like, Bob played squirt B a year in squirts and, and had a great season and loved it. And 
Um, I don't care what level you're playing at. If you're having fun and you're getting the puck on your stick and you're able to score some goals, you feel good about the game and, and you feel good about yourself. It's just like when I play golf now, I don't need to play from the back tees anymore. <laughs> I move up a, a couple tee boxes and the hole's shorter and I can still make some pars and birdies and have some fun. Um, uh, Jackson Lacole moves playing for the uh, Anaheim Ducks is a great example. He didn't make Bantam AA as an eighth grader. He played at uh, a level below that. Oh, and he there, didn't make Shattuck's prep team it, as a as a junior. It, it, it's like we need constant reminders of this, but it's it's really the norm. Very rarely is there just the amazing prodigy that uh, just like the Connor Bedards of the world that do amazing. There's so many great hockey players and athletes that. Um, uh, just everyone develops different. They get a different exposure to the game at a different time in their life. They get different opportunities. That's why, listen, sports is the greatest thing ever. You get your kid playing sports. You go have fun. You do your best. You win. You lose. You have heartbreak. You have disappointments, just like we had the other night with Bob. You got to <laughs> deal with it. And if you can't deal with it, you probably shouldn't be in sports. But that's what makes sports so much fun is um, there's winning and there's losing and there's high moments and there's low moments, which is just, again, life. So it is okay to play square bees. <laughs> yeah. It's okay yeah. to play square yeah. bees, folks. I yep. think this kid goes to your school uh, as like Kramarczyk or something. Yeah, Krasmarczyk. Yeah, so great he's family. probably on the A-team this year, yep. right? Yep, Freddie. You should have seen him last year as the square bees. I couldn't stop watching him. It was like a, it, he had the puck on a stick the entire time. I'm like, this kid's getting so much better playing squirt Bs, but he had definitely had squirt A ability. Yeah. I, I just don't, I think it's so hard. I know it's hard being a parent. You always want your kid to have success and, and you want them to always make the top team and be invited to everything. But really the golden moments, those great moments of growth happen through adversity and not always, you know, having things go your way. And so it's hard lessons when you're a parent because you want, you hate to see your kid kind of sometimes, uh, I don't know, just, you know, struggle. Just, yeah, be struggling a little bit, yeah. not always be happy, but it's really those wonderful growth opportunities. And, and, and we, you know, like I said, when running breakaway Academy, starting with 26 kids, 11 years ago, we surely went through that as a school, just, you know, learning. How many kids are there now? Oh, between our two campuses, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty close to 400, if not Jeez. just over 400. So um, when I fi saw the five school buses, I was like, oh, my gosh, am I at the wrong place? <laughs> yeah. This could not be Dave and Andy's breakaway academy. You know, but it, that's why it's so important. You just do what's right. You, it's really hard to look into the future and know exactly how everything's going to evolve. Even like you're a little boy or a little girl playing hockey, you know, you can you can want to get a Division One scholarship, and that's a wonderful dream, and, and you should, you know, really set your goals high. You just don't know what's going to happen. So that's why you just stay in the present moment, give your very best, be a great kid, do well in school, make friends, uh, you know, be able to uh, win and lose the right way. We don't know where life's going. No idea. Well, we do know where we're going. We're going to the end of this show right now. <laughs> thanks to our sponsors. Thanks for Andy being here and adding some great value to our Squirtacular preview. Peter Rodney, Tony Scott, thanks for tuning in. Stay up out in the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out in the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Need to stay up out in the streets.